0: what is up chat what is up matt we are back once again two to the tango i've i've by far lost count i think it's 13 it could be 14 i'm not sure but we are back i got my steamroller shirt yesterday oh, yeah. so i got it on today
1: Dude, oh, it looks good it looks good that that shirt looks good man I'm yeah it does the, it
0: looks really good
1: yep i'm loving the material i'm loving the design uh, the the shirts came out perfect like uh, that was big for me i wanted good material i wanted an awesome design and i'm glad that everybody's got them ready for the fight
0: yeah yeah it should be awesome maybe there'll be some people in the crowd wearing them hopefully but yeah they turned out great the design is awesome yeah. very cool.
1: You got to love it. Like at any any fight you go to, even from like the local circuits to the UFC. If you like see somebody with the same like shirt as you or the same like fighter shirt as you, you're instantly friends with them.
0: Right, right, right. There's someone that, you know, you're just seeing it. You're like, I know that person. I know that shirt.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. So how are you doing, Scoob?
0: Doing good. Doing pretty good. I was not I was not feeling well last Friday. I woke up a little under the weather, so we had to cancel. But uh, how are you feeling a week out from the fight? You'll be weighing in next Thursday.
1: I know, right? I know. That's what I think about right now. I'm like, wow, next week at this time, I would have made weight. I will be rehydrating. I'll be eating a good meal, and I'll be just getting ready to fight this guy, which is such a good feeling man such a good feeling
0: yeah and i saw you had the braids i thought you'd have them today i was a little excited for the braided frivola you're looking like nicholas dalby
1: (laughs) i know i love them man i love the braids uh i got them done uh last on saturday and they they lasted about four days but i was still training i was training pretty hard all week and um i had my last sparring session on wednesday and they ca- they came out during that last sparring session, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get them fresh again on Tuesday before I head to the city. I was loving them like it was a whole mentality change, you know. When you get a haircut, it's like you you change your mentality. But then when I got those braids in, I was just
0: like, man, it's it's time, baby, it's time. It's like putting on a, a suit of armor because I I've never had braids, but I feel like they're probably like feels like they're tightening the screws in your head just getting them all set
1: dude they felt great um like a lot of people were saying that it would hurt and that it would feel weird but you know um michelle the the woman who braided my hair she said she was really good with like white people hair so she like she had crushed it and like made them made them super nice super tight and uh and it didn't hurt at all and it felt, they felt great. Like I, I just felt like a Viking warrior with them.
0: Oh yeah. dude! A new look for the fight. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be awesome. So yeah. What are you, what are you doing the last week of the fight? How are you, how are you preparing for that last week? Cause you don't train, you don't want to get hurt, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, two weeks out, uh, on Sunday that was my last like hard spar me and Nas, we put headgear on. We threw the big gloves on, knee pads, shin guards, and we just we, we threw down for a hard three five-minute rounds on Sunday. And that was the last real, real high-intensity hard spar. And then, um, you know, Monday I still trained hard. Uh, Tuesday I still trained hard. And then um, Wednesday I did my last uh, controlled spar. Uh-oh.
0: Looks like we might have we might have lost the steam for a second. Hopefully, he comes back here. I'm back. You're back. I think you're back. I think you're back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm back. So on on Wednesday of this week, I had my last controlled spar. So we put uh, MMA gloves on. We put shin guards on, and we we uh, we still sparred. You know, we kind of went a little bit harder than I th- than I wanted to go. Um, but it was great. You know, it was, a, it was a great last spar on Wednesday and then still Thursday, you know, I'm, I still trained, you know, I did jujitsu, um, I did my strength and conditioning. I hit some pads, I did some drilling. And then, uh, today, um, I did, I did 6am hot yoga. Um, I saw a good number on the scale afterwards, which I was happy about after hot yoga. I saw 168, which was I was pumped about that. Um, And then uh, I did a little jujitsu and I did some uh, drilling. And now I'm just going to rest for the rest of today. And, um, yeah, tomorrow I'm still going to hit with Ray. I'm going to swim. And then uh, on Sunday is going to be, like, my last, like, hard session. I'm going to do a final puke drill. And, you know, the puke drill where – I I hit pads and I wrestle. I hit pads and I wrestle. So it's like a fight simulation. So uh, once Sunday I get that puke drill in. It's kind of it's all about the the weight cut after that.
0: Will you be visiting the sled one last time before the fight?
1: No, no more sleds. I was on.
0: (laughs) Uh the. Oh, we lost him again. We lost him again. hopefully he comes back he was on the sled he said we will see if he returns if the steam returns oh now it's just me oh okay i'm gonna run oh wait he's back he's back you back you're back again <laughs> can you hear me
1: yeah my I can... bad i don't even know I don't even... i'm back i'm back
0: Okay, we're back. We're I think, good.
1: I think it's this Chrome that this Chrome isn't like updated, and it's just kicking me out.
0: Oh yeah, I we can have, hear we had you. A, we had a little snafu updating the Chrome today, Chad. If you're uh, if you're here, we're trying to trying to work with the computer. It's not working with us.
1: We're good. We're good. Can All you hear right, me? right, we're good.
0: Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. We're back. Can you hear me? I don't think he can hear me, chat. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. You can hear me? I can hear him. I, I'm going to text him that I can hear him. Okay.
1: Well, I, I can hear you.
0: Okay. So we're good? Are you on a delay right now? I can right hear now?
1: you. Let's do it.
0: Okay, you can hear me? We're good? Yes. Oh, it feels like you're on a delay because you're you're responding way later than me.
1: Yeah, but it is a delay.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. We're going to try to fix this. Yeah, this is... All right, we're going to do the phone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just do the phone.
1: My MacBook is acting
0: up. All right, words. We are back, no delay. We are all good. What were we? What were you we saying? No sled. We've defeated the sled. Yes,
1: I pushed that sled so much this camp. I feel like this camp, I
0: like, I pushed the sled at least like three, four times a week. It was insane. That's your number one enemy. It's not Benoit Saint Denis. It's actually the sled, the enemy <laughs> before the enemy.
1: That's it. Every time I look at the sled, I just see Benoit's face on
0: it. And I'm just, I just push it over. Right. Right. So we didn't even get a chance to talk about the main event of your card falling off. John Jones uh got a chest muscle injury. It sounded like, so you had to get surgery out till the end of next year. It sounds like. So yep. now they're doing an interim uh, Pavlovich versus Aspinall. What do we think about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's super disappointing that uh Jones got hurt. You know, I I was I was hyped to be on that card. You know, that was a legacy fight, uh, John Jones and Stipe, It was like it could have been their last fight. You know, a lot of people were saying they were both going to retire after the fight. Um, so I, I was really bumming about that. But you know, the UFC they they do what they do, and they they came in big and they they brought another banger card or a banger fight uh and arguably you know these are the two up-and-coming guys of the heavyweight division aspinall and uh, papovich um so i mean the casuals don't know him as well but like whoever is you know really knows mma knows that these two guys are are future future champions
0: yeah this is it's gonna be an awesome fight like if. if For a replacement fight, you can't do much better than these two. I mean, Pavlovich just steamrolls everyone, and I'm shocked. He's actually the underdog. He's a he's actually the plus one hundred underdog, so it's almost a pickup. But yeah. I mean, I'm shocked by that because he is really fucking good.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised by that too. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, that Pavlovich has been training though. I think that they had had uh, Pavlovich as like a backup fighter. So he kind of knew that, you know, if something happened, they would be calling him. And, um, and Aspinall, they just called two weeks notice, and he stepped up. And you, you got to be ready for that. You know, they call, call you for a title fight at Madison Square Garden. You know, that's your opportunity. And uh, so I, I'm pumped for this fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. the The heavyweight atmosphere. At least we still get that. We didn't lose that the big heavyweight fight at MSG. And now the, the we got a different main event. Now uh, we got Yuri Prochaska, Alex Pereira co-main promoted to the main event. I mean, what can, what can you even say about this fight? This is just two of the top of the the world class fighters list. I know it's it's so awesome you know I, I
1: love Yuri's the samurai and then you got Alex Pereira the the Brazilian like uh what what do we call him what he's uh he's I a- don't
0: even know what what, what is he, he's the, he always posts the the Stonehenge you know he always posts that so he's like he's just a Brazilian he's got the head of stone you know he's just Terminator really
1: he also always like dresses up at the weigh-ins. He paints his face and puts the head, the headdress on, uh,
0: like an Aztec sort. I don't know. There's there's probably like a specific Brazilian tribe thing he's supporting, but it's sort of like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's gonna
1: be an amazing main event. And uh, do you see uh, Yuri's haircut?
0: Did he put it in the 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 antenna
1: again? Yeah, he did. He did like some a- antenna, but it's like a serious one. It's like there is zero chance that that's going to be able to stay during the fight. Like I can't, I can't. I'm
0: excited to just watch and see what his hair does during the fight. I think that that was a problem in the last Clover fight. He had the antenna and it came undone, and Clover was sort of grabbing at it every now and then.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and it's still an awesome fight. You know, the the one good thing about John Jones and Stipe off. Is that the ticket prices? Prices did drop, so I mean, you could get in. You could get into MSG now for like around three hundred bucks, which is good for the people. You know, I'm a man of the people. I, it pissed me off that you couldn't get into MSG for like under a thousand dollars, and now I'm glad that uh, the ticket prices are reasonable and that uh, you know a lot of my, a lot of my broke friends are going to be able to go to the fights now. So.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be attending um, things out of my power, out of my hands. Um, so, yeah, that, I will not be in the building, unfortunately.
1: You'll be missed, Scoop. You'll be missed. We'll I'll have... be
0: missed, but I'll be sending all the psychic energy I can from the Midwest. Like, So you'll be having power across the country.
1: My man, my man. We'll do a nice FaceTime right when I uh, finish this guy backstage.
0: That's right. Hell yes. Hell Yes. <laughs> yeah, what do we think in that main event, Yuri versus uh Pereira, what do we think happens there? Because Yuri has he's shown that he can get popped by pretty much anyone he fights, can get a good hit off on him, and Poetan is not the guy you want to do that against.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, Alex has that, that deathly left hook. He just sleeps everybody with that left hook. Um, But, uh, you know... Yuri's tough man. I think I think Yuri's going to have a, like a fire lit under him, you know, just from being injured, being out for so long, having to vacate the title. Um and you know, he's uh he he's he beat Glover who's and Glover's, you know, Alex's, you know, mentor and coach. I think that there's a lot of like like underlining things in this fight that really excite me.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a, it's kind of real I'm a, I'm almost happy that it's the, the main event now. I'm happy they didn't just put Pavlovich and Aspinall at the top, slot it in there, because this one almost feels like it deserves to be the main event now.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, Alex definitely wants to beat Yuri to get that one back for Glover. And, um, you know, but Alex also, you know, he's such a high-level striker, but he's so unorthodox. He, like, keeps his hands down by his waist. And, like, he also gets hit, too. Yeah. But, so, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's going to be a, a rock 'em, sock 'em robots. I think they're both going to get hit
0: and, uh, and we'll
1: see who's tougher.
0: Yeah. I, I, I feel for sure someone, both of them even, might attempt like a submission off the back at some point. I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in this fight.
1: Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be a fun fight. And then, uh, you got to think that the winner of that, is going to be fighting our boy Jamal Hill after that. Uh, you know, sweet dreams Hill. A lot of people forget about Jamal. Um, so, I mean, I'm hoping that he's in – he should be at a, a MSG watching that cage side. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, it's an exciting time in the, in the light heavyweight division right now. A lot of fresh blood.
0: Yeah, it feels like for a while light heavyweight was cursed. You know, we had the draw, and then Yuri got hurt, Jamal Hill got hurt. But now I feel like 2024, knock on wood, we might get some some solidified, like, what the division is, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm I'm excited to be at the Fighter Hotel and to see these guys. I got to get a, a sick picture with me and my braids and Yuri and his... Uh,
0: oh, yeah, his <laughs> antenna, yes. And some samurai
1: stance. That's one of the things that I love the most, too, about fighting on these pay-per-view cards is like just being at the fighter hotel and like seeing all the all the fighters around and like just kind of meeting everybody and uh and just shooting the shit with them
0: and uh you know having my
1: dad and my brother take pictures with everybody and you know i gotta sneak in a picture with every with these guys too you know?
0: <laughs> yeah so you gotta be a fan sometimes also
1: I am, man. Uh, no, I'm. I'm a. I'm a big fanboy. Fight week.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 like the perk of being a fighter, you know. <laughs> you get to do that stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. But uh, I'm gonna be focused on this weight cut, man. Yeah, you know, uh, fight week's a good time. Like the work is done. You get to the hotel. You just are focusing on the water load. Uh, my boy Billy Q will be in town on Monday. You know, my brother, uh, my dad, uh, Bazooka, and Nas will be there. Uh, you know, the whole the whole the whole crew will be out um, at uh, at the hotel, and it's uh, it's gonna be fun. You
0: get three guys cutting weight together—that's almost like a spiritual experience.
1: I know, right? I mean, we're all on point though, so it's good.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. So that's gonna be a, that's gonna be awesome, dude. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. And then, yeah, it looks like your fight got moved up here. You're, you're the match four on the list here now. It looks like Diego Lopez, Pat Sabatini, opening the main card, and then it's you and Benoit Saint Denis there.
1: Okay, that's news to me. Um,
0: I'm just going off what ESPN says, so that might not be true, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they always kind of move move the uh, fights around here, or there. Um, you know, until I until I get there. And and they they tell me we'll see. But all, all I know is that I'm on the main card, and uh, and you know, come come fight time, I'm I'm ready to go.
0: Hell oh, yeah! So should we get into this week's card then? The the card we got right in front of us. We got a uh, going down to Brazil, a random Brazil card, and a lot of people missed weight today. A lot of people missed weight today. Oof. Yeah, which is rough.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I always wanted to fight in Brazil. I think that's a a cool spot to fight. A lot of Brazilians on the card. You got to love how they always
0: load up the uh, the local the local Brazilians on there. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of a lot of good high high quality talent here. A lot of a lot of good fights to look forward to.
1: Yeah, the Bonfin brothers.
0: Only one of them, because one of them missed weight. Really. Yep, uh, Ismail missed weight, so this fight is off. His fight with Vince Pinchel is off. Ismail was missed weight by three and a half pounds. Wow, that's
1: that's uh, that's not not a good look.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. So not a good look for the the Bonfim brother, the the one that was supposed to open up the main card too. The other one's got the co-main slot. Oof. yeah. Then the other fight that got canceled was. This one, Victor Hugo, Daniel Marcos. Hugo missed weight by three pounds also.
1: Oof, another Brazilian missing weight.
0: Yep, and then there's a third Brazilian that missed weight. Eduardo Mora, she missed weight, but that fight is still on. And Mora is a minus 650 favorite, even though she missed weight by three and a half pounds.
1: Yeah, I mean, isn't there some crazy uh, statistic like if they miss weight and they still fight, they
0: like always win. I I thought that was the thing, but I feel like we've we've talked about it a couple times this year where it's like going the other way now, where the people who miss weight don't win. Uh huh. Oh, but oh man, huge height difference here. She's got a six a six inch height um advantage, and she missed weight by three pounds. That's tough
1: yeah i think she's, she's probably gonna use that size use that length
0: yeah yeah that's gonna be rough so those are the ones those are the ones that missed weight but uh the main event eric lewis made weight he had to rush down there he had to speed down there in the lambo oh he, he
1: made he made 265 oh good for him <laughs>
0: I like how every Derek Lewis fight, they're like he's in the best shape of his life, and he looks exactly the same every single time.
1: Oh uh, yeah, you you always got to root for Derek Lewis just because you want to hear what he says on the mic or what he does. Like the the UFC just posted when he just pulls his pants down and he just does the suck it to, <laughs> it's like, guy's hilarious.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. Definitely one of the the brighter characters in the UFC. What do we like his chances in this fight against Jaelton Almeida who has only been hit 9 times in his UFC career across several fights 9 times total
1: Yeah he's he's a heavy grappler right
0: heavy grappler heavy grappler he just gets right in sticks to you like glue and it's normally over like after the first takedown
1: Yeah yeah you know I don't like uh I don't like uh, the Black Beast's uh, chances um you know, whenever, whenever Derek Lewis fights, I feel like he doesn't want to be in there. Like he's kind of like, he like backs up, he's like, looks tired. And then he just explodes with like a couple strikes looking for like a crazy knockout, which he gets, he gets a good amount because he's just blessed with, uh, like some big power. Um, but you know, he's also got that get up jujitsu, you know, he like gets taken down and he's good for like, one just get off me where he just bench presses somebody off him and like gets up but uh it's gonna be tough to do that against Almeida
0: yeah I mean he's gonna have like a it looks like a 30 pound advantage so he might be able to do it once or twice but Jailton is just he's been really good at just gets guys down and they're flat on their shoulders and that's all they can do
1: yeah Almeida's such a heavy favorite too
0: yeah, definitely gonna be some tough sledding for Derek Lewis. But if there's like if there's anyone that can get the one shot needed to knock out the guy who only gets hit one time in a fight, it feels like it's Derek Lewis.
1: A hundred percent. That's like what he was br- like bred for was just knockouts.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I will I will definitely Oh man, I I don't want to say I don't want to say definitely, but I feel like I feel like Derek Lewis. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. I like his chances here.
1: He's always got a shot, and like with that, with a nice like heavy underdog, you know, you could always like sprinkle sprinkle a Derek Lewis finish knockout like that. That that'll never hurt.
0: Right, right, and that's a good way to have fun too. Then the co-main event, we got a uh, Gabriel Bonfim versus uh, Nicholas Dalby. There he is. He's got the braids, the same braids the Steamroller was rocking.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Dalby. He's, he's fun to watch. He's got like a, a a fun style, like almost like a weird like karate. Um, but he's got a, a, his hands full. Uh, this Bonfim uh, brother, this is the undefeated one who just like snatches up guillotines, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that no no one's been able to uh, beat him yet. Let's see who he's fought against. I believe it was Trevin Giles. He just fought against.
1: Yeah, he guillotined him. I remember.
0: Yo, and Mornier says he got the guillotine and then found a flu choke at the Contender series. So yeah, he's always always getting subs.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and you got to think he's in Brazil. He's the home. You know, he's got the home crowd behind him. Um, you know, I, I, don't think it'd be tough to pick against him.
0: I, I think I'm going to pick against him though. I want to be the guy that picks against him.
1: Cause how, I like how, he- he said? how
0: heavy is uh Dalby, uh, underdog? Um, let's see here. plus four fifty, which is like, which is crazy for a guy who's like a, a, a long-time UFC vet at this point, he's got nine fights under his belt. He's been in there with all sorts of people.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I I never hate sprinkling on the dog because it's a fight. Anything could happen. Um, so I mean, Dolby Dolby's a gamer. Um, I think I think that's a good bet.
0: Yeah, I like Dolby. The one thing though, you always got to wonder gas tank in brazil isn't it isn't the air a little different there isn't it high up in the mountains down there so your gas tank runs out quicker
1: yeah i have heard that but you gotta think that he he prepared for it you'd hope that he would uh go a little bit earlier to uh acclimate
0: so oh we'll get to that because i know i know a guy in this card who did not acclimate so we will (laughs) we will get there when we'll we get there, uh, Modestus Bukowskis, uh, he did not acclimate. I know he got there like last Sunday, so that could be rough. That could be a rough, rough experience.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Wow, look at Angela Hill still doing it.
0: Yep, Angela Hill still doing it against Denise Gomez. Let's see Let's see what the odds are on that fight. I mean, Angela Hill is mean, almost even. She's only plus 115, Angela Hill is a dog, dude. She is a dog. Like she puts the beat down on people still.
1: He does. She's got amazing striking, beautiful Muay Thai and she go like she she fights hard for 15 minutes. Um, you can never
0: count her out. And she's so crafty, you know? She's always she's never out of a fight. She can always find that that little opening you leave. She finds that.
1: Yeah, her combinations are amazing. And and her muay thai, you know, she's got the elbows, the knees, the kicks, the punches. Um, but you know, she 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 never knocks anybody out, though. But
0: yeah, that is that is true. But when 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 do they in the women's fights? You know, they, they really don't they really don't get finishes.
1: Uh, not much.
0: But she is going against Denise Gomez, who uh, has a, has a throat tattoo, a lot of throat tattoos on this card, testing the throat tattoo uh, theory this week.
1: Yeah, I guess that's a thing down in Brazil,
0: dude. A lot of them, like Conejo has one right here. Um, and then cow, where's cow Boralho? He's got one, yeah. So, so yeah, so I've got a lot of throat tattoos here. The third fight here, we got a rematch here a a, a very strange rematch Rodrigo Nascimento versus Dante Myers. Two they they (laughs) fought before Rodrigo Nascimento won by Rear Naked Choke in the second round. Why are they fighting again?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. I'll I'll always remember Dantel Mays. He was on my uh, episode of the Contender Series like back in the day, and um, he didn't even get a contract that night. Um, But I remember him warming up in the same locker room as me, and he throws a high kick, and he just slips on his foot and just falls like right on his ass and like while he's warming up and I remember just looking at him and like our eyes met and we just like started laughing
0: (laughs) that's like when I was training with Harry I threw the spinning kick and he grabbed it and dumped me and I just sat on the ground laughing
1: yeah yeah I mean it's understandable for you but if you're getting ready for a contender series fight I was like come on man but hey I mean he didn't get a contract that night, but um, he's he's doing it still. You know, he's had a couple fights down the UFC. Um, he's impressed me uh, since then because I always kind of had that picture of him, of, of him just falling on his ass. Uh, but he's he he got to the UFC and he's he's had a few fights, and um, you know, good for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and he's he, he he has um an intensity to him in the cage. He comes out very. Very uh, unrelenting in that first round lately. So he's trying to get those first round finishes, get people out of there.
1: Yeah, I believe he's a Jackson Wink guy.
0: Yeah, we can check, I think. I believe they tell us on uh, Tapology. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I think he, he might have been gotten some training with like John Jones. And... Yep, yep, Jackson Wink, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got a good camp. I, I went to Jackson Wink once uh, when I was like – I think I was one to know as a pro, or was back in the beginning of uh, beginning of my career, and I went out there for like a week, and I, I broke my hand the first sparring session there. Damn! I know it's it was it sucked, uh, but it was cool. You know, it was a, it was a cool experience. Like they had dorms there, like right in the gym, so I was like staying in the dorms um it was like a it was uh, it felt like summer camp and like mma
0: summer camp that's awesome that's actually cool that they got dorms there
1: yeah yeah and uh they had really high level guys there um they had the one uh guy that's a pfl champ a multiple pfl champ a magomed at 170 oh yeah 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 and uh i remember i was sparring with him like before anybody knew who he was uh and I, I got some some work in with him there and then, and then just watching his career and watching him kill it for uh PFL uh, uh, i always remembered that training with him there yeah that's dope and then i also remember uh uh meeting lando venata there when like right it was like right around when he got or it might have been right after he had the tony ferguson fight and got called to the ufc and i was like still like 1-0 or 2-0 and everybody's like acting like he was, like, the man there. You know, he almost beat Tony Ferguson. He's in the UFC now. And I was just, like, some up-and-coming guy. And then uh, we ended up locking horns later later down the line.
0: You're just like, I remember watching you at the gym, and I didn't like you back then. Didn't like you back then. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, then we got a uh, next fight on the card. We got Cal Braho versus Abus Magomedov. Abus, uh, his first fight since that Sean Strickland loss. Cal uh, Brajo his first fight since having his son. So that's always uh, a powerful boost to any fighter.
1: Yeah, right. He's got that motivation now. He's got to bring home some uh, some Ws for his baby.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think he's a heavy favorite. Heavy favorite. Um. Well, not not as heavy as I thought. Minus two ninety five. Uh, I like him to win here. I think he's gonna steamroll Abus Magomedov. I haven't seen much from Abus to think he's uh as good as his record says he is.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like Cal. I think he's uh, he's really good and uh, possible contender in the in the division.
0: Yeah, he definitely has that vibe. He definitely feels like uh he's just a well rounded fighter.
1: Oh, Rodolfo Vieira as well. Uh Rodolfo Vieira made weight. Uh yeah,
0: I think he made weight. Let's let's go check to make sure. Let's check just to make sure. Oh, he's always had a lot of trouble making weight. Let's see. I it looks like he did. It's confirmed upcoming bout, no scale, so
1: nice. Good for him. Uh he, he's a high level jujitsu fighter. Um, and it is always fun watching watching those like you know uh jiu-jitsu world champions transition to mma um so uh you know i always i always root for him he's out I, he was training out in orlando uh with julian williams and those guys so i'm always always rooting for those guys
0: yeah yeah he's uh his nickname is the black belt hunter i like that nickname yeah fighting against armen petrosian who Armen men he fought cal barajo in his past uh He's saw a little struggle on the ground there. So that's definitely going to be where Rodolfo wants to get it. It feels like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta think that they might've set this card up for all the Brazilians to look good.
0: Yeah. It's it's starting to get that vibe. The (laughs) the more we scroll.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. You want the, you want the Brazilian people to be happy. You know, you can't have, have the colby covington on there just beating up uh rda and right calling all the brazilians uh um dirty animals or whatever he said
0: right right yeah Where well, they're not they're not trying to do that anymore they're trying to they're trying to win over fans this time around
1: yeah, even though that that was that was pretty epic by colby the balls on that guy
0: fucking he's crazy for that Next we have Alvis Brenner. Yeah, because this fight was canceled. Ismail Bombfim, theme uh Vince Pinchel Vince Pinchell, sorry, was canceled, which is a bummer because I really wanted to see Vince Pinchell fight. It's been a while since we saw him.
1: Yeah, he's good, man. He's very good and he's been fighting forever. Uh, mm-hmm. he was on the ultimate fighter with uh Aya Quinta back in the day. I think he's like 40 years old. Oh, Would- is he wow? Yeah, you don't you don't see forty years old guys. Uh, yeah,
0: he is. Wow.
1: Yeah, you don't see forty year old guys fighting,
0: especially in the lightweight division. Right, right. Yeah, because it's so hard to make that weight the older you get.
1: I know. I know. It uh, gives me hope, man. I'm think. I mean, I don't think. I don't think I'll still be fighting at forty years old unless I'll be juiced up and bare knuckle.
0: No, no, no. We already had this conversation. I'm pulling you to the side. I'm saying uh, Maddie, we're putting the gloves down, buddy. You just turned 40. We're all set.
1: I'm already thinking
0: about it. <laughs> he's already thinking about the bare knuckle career. <laughs> he's, he's watching Mike Perry and he's like, I can do that too.
1: Hey man, I mean, get getting those big paydays, man. Boxing looks like the way to go.
0: Yeah, for real. For real. But yeah, Vince hasn't fought since April 9th of last year where he who did he lose to? He lost to Mark Madsen by decision. He's had three fights canceled now, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah, that's rough, especially at his age. Right, right. Beat Jim Miller, that's
0: a big win. Beat Austin Hubbard, that's a big win. Um I mean, he he hasn't he's he hasn't fought in so long. He fought Gregor Grelbsey. In 2018, that's how old uh, Vince Pichello is. Which crazy to fight this long?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, they they get him another fight soon. It's uh, that's like the worst, you know, when you you make weight, you know, you have a whole fight camp, you make weight, you travel to Brazil, and then you're like just you know doesn't make weight and gets pulled from the fight. It's uh that's a that's a tough thing uh you know mentally to deal with cuz and then the UFC will try to book you in maybe like another week another two weeks another three weeks and then you got to like go home and like get back into camp get back on like maybe you can maybe you take like a couple days in brazil to like enjoy yourself and like you know eat some food drink some beers and then as soon as you get home you got to get back into the the grind of camp is uh that's that's a challenge
0: yeah that's tough but maybe he can get on that uh card in austin december 16th that one's looking like a banger
1: oh yeah that's uh
0: that's the one with uh armin and uh dario yep. yep yep yeah so well, i think we'll we'll probably touch on that card before we get out of here i got an image with all those fights pulled up so we'll all take right. a look at that one we got Elvis Brenner uh fighting again. He's fighting Kanan Khrushchewski. He's the guy who he beat the quiet man on Contender Series, his first fight since then. So oh. should be a good fight.
1: Yeah, wow. He's fighting at 170 now, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Going down to 170. Yeah.
1: Or he's going up to 170.
0: Yeah, going up. Yeah, going up. Yeah, he's 165 oh, here. Oh yeah. Wow. They're doing a catch weight. Oh they're- yeah.
1: The UFC never does catch weights.
0: I have Oh, I think it's because someone dropped out. It, this it was supposed to be someone else. Let me see who was it supposed to be. It was supposed to be yeah. It was supposed to be Brenner versus Ribakovic. Ribakovic withdrew. So this is a late fill-in for Kanon. So that's why it's a catch weight.
1: Okay. All right. Um, yeah, Brazilian, Brazilian on Brazilian. So. I guess they'll they'll make those exceptions.
0: But yeah, it should be a good fight because Elvis Brenner, he had a really good fight his last one. Kanan, he looked pretty good against Quiet Man. He looked very, very slick with the jiu-jitsu, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, he did. He looked good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that should be a good fight to watch. But I got my eyes on this one. This one buried on the prelims for some reason. Uh, Elizu Zaleski versus Renat Fakhronidov. I probably butchered his last name, but Renat is really good, really talented. He just beat Kevin Lee when he tried to unretire. Yeah, uh, Zaleski beat Benoit Saint Denis. I mean,
1: yeah, he almost murdered him.
0: Yeah, yeah, he literally almost murdered him. Like, genuinely, almost murdered him. So,
1: and he got suspended for like steroids or something.
0: Oh, did he? I did not know that. So, yeah, that that that's a thing. That's also a thing. I am on Renat in this fight. I think uh, Zaleski looked a little slow in his last one, but it's still an awesome fight. This is a great fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how uh, Renat does as well. You know, he he went in there and had and handled Kevin Lee. You know, um, you know everybody had all this hype that Kevin Lee was coming back. You know, and then this guy just like closed the door on that real quick.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kevin Lee retired the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's rough. Getting fed to Renat in your first uh, fight back, that is definitely rough. And he's beaten Brian Battle, who won the Ultimate Fighter, I believe, two seasons ago. So, yeah, he's been in there with some good fighters. So, I it's going to be a struggle for Eliza uh, uh, Zaleski because he's one of those old, older fighters, 36, getting up there in age. So...
1: Yeah, that's a, I think that's a sleeper.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely a sleeper fight uh, down there on the prelims. Uh, sadly, this fight, I was excited for this one, too. Daniel Marcos, Victor Hugo, that's off. Hugo did not make weight, so they called that one off. Uh, you got Vitor Petrino versus Modestus Bukaukas. I like Modestus, but he did not get there until this weekend, so... He might struggle with the the acclimation process.
1: Yeah, yeah, we will see. Uh, you know, I've never been down to Brazil, so I, I don't even know. But you got to think that that uh, that that might
0: play a factor, especially when you're fighting a Brazilian fighter who like lives there, trains there, is always there. Yeah, guy's undefeated as well. Yeah, and I let me see if this is his this might be his first UFC fight or his second. Third, third. Oh, oh okay. Okay, yeah. So he beat Rodolfo Bellato, contender series. Uh then he's beaten Anton Cercali and Martin Prochnio. So not really the strongest, uh not really the strongest strength of schedule here.
1: Yeah, but he's got the momentum. He's yeah. got for sure. He's got home home field advantage. Undefeated, I, I like this guy. Then this fight, you think you think Petrino wins? Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, going against my boy Modestus. Modestus, yeah, he likes my tweets on Twitter when I reply to him. Man, you're going against him.
1: Oh man, actually, that that changes it up for me a little
0: bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we can't. You can you can bag Vitor, but uh I like Modestus. He's a nice guy.
1: Yeah, no, I, dude, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm I'm probably not even. I'm I'm not gonna watch these fights you're not
0: even watching this card at all
1: no man especially when when i have a fight coming up like the the weekend before my fight um i don't watch the fights because I, like I, even even uh like i watched i probably the last fights i watched were abu dhabi um the ufc abu dhabi and i was watching that and like some crazy fights are happening and i'm just thinking like fuck like Shit, like I'm, I'm gonna be doing this soon, and it like, and I like kind of like get a little nervous, you know. Like I like to be like just, so I'm gonna be so dialed in this weekend, you know. I don't even, I don't even want to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that that almost does make sense because you don't want to watch someone else getting punched in the face because you're, yeah, you don't. You're just thinking about like, oh yeah, that's gonna be me next week. You watch someone get like, hit with like a knee, you're like, that's that's me next yeah. week.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, like. Just a little, uh, like, when I'm, like, super far out, though, I do watch and I get excited. But the closer the fight gets, I'm just so honed in on, like, on my fight. You know, even, even like, watching film, like, I, like I put off watching film, but I, I watch them all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I like to watch my, like, I watch my sparring back. I always watch my sparring back to kind of see how I'm doing, how I'm, I'm just so dialed in right now on, on my fights. Uh, I don't even, I don't even watch any other fights.
0: Yeah. I, I, that's actually really interesting. I would like to know other fighters, how they feel about it. If they watch cards leading up to their fight or if they're also the same way, because I do feel like guys might be exactly the same as you. Like you only want to think about your own fight. You don't want to get distracted thinking what happens in other fights.
1: Yeah. Even, even backstage, uh, you know, of, of fights. I don't, I don't watch the prelims. I'm like, have my headphones in and like kind of just doing my own thing. Uh, but this one I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely watch bazooka and I'll watch Nas. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. And, you know, hopefully I watch them go out there and just, you know, do work, but, you know, I don't want to get too, you know, emotional during it, you know, it's a mess up, you know, my, well, it really, nothing will mess up my, my fight, you know, and that's that's the mentality. I have a a warrior's mentality. Like, you can't have an athlete's mentality. An athlete's mentality will always look for excuses that are gonna, you know, deter their performance. A warrior shows up in the cage and he fights. And that's kind of what I am. You know, I kind of I, I think about all this stuff. But in the end of the day, like, I'm gonna step in that cage and I'm gonna fight this guy. And that's what I do. You know, as long as I go in there, I leave everything I got in that cage, fight this guy as hard as I can, I'm going to be happy with
0: with uh, happy afterwards. Fuck, yeah, dude. I got chills right now. We're on some Viking shit this week. I love it.
1: Hell, yeah. You know, after the fight, I'm going to be eating some pizza. I'm going to be getting a bacon, egg, and cheese the next morning.
0: Woo! It's gonna feel so good. Gonna feel so good. Uh, but yeah, Harry Max got a good question. What's the playlist backstage when you're warming up? You're tuning out the world. What's the playlist in the headphones? What are you listening to?
1: Hearts on fire, strong desire, rages deep within. Rocky Four soundtrack, bro.
0: Okay, okay. The Rocky Four soundtrack, okay. Hell yes. Hell yes. Man, I'm pumped, man. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be an awesome week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun, man, getting out there. uh, Like I said, Billy Q gets in on Monday. Um, You know, I got... Now I have, like, every day, like, everything, like, planned to a T. Like, I'm just, like, checking everything off. You know, I finally... I get some rest tonight. You know, I'm a little... A little tired. I've been still been training pretty hard, so I'm gonna rest tonight. But I'm gonna crush it tomorrow. I'm gonna crush the puke drill Sunday. Crush it on Monday. Crush it on Tuesday. Get my hair braided, cut my hair, and uh, and then head to the city, man. Head to the city.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's talk more about like the process for leading up to the fight. Like for the weighing in, how how do they decide? how you guys go out there. Do you just say, Hey, I'm ready to weigh in. Just let me out there. And you just go out there or you have to like wait your turn.
1: So on, on weigh in on Friday morning, um, they have a check scale and uh, you have to, you have to get down there at like first to like show them that you're on weight to get uh, to weigh in first. So I, I always like to be first. Um, so like I would, I would get on weight maybe at like, like seven 30 And I would like shoot down there and be like, I'm on weight, you know, get me first. And a lot of times I was first, but, and then they, they changed the rule that like, like main event and co-main event get to like cut everybody and weigh in first. And I remember one time I was so pissed that like, I'm trying to remember who it was. I want to say it was like Dustin Poirier, like they, like I was like. I was ready to weigh in and then they like put Dustin Poirier right in front of me to like get to weigh in before me. And I was just so angry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one day when you fight them, they'll be like, what, what started this bad blood? And you're like, he caught me in line at weigh-ins a couple years ago. And I just, I just really wanted to fight ever since.
1: Yeah. man. But it, it's a, it's a good process. Uh, you know, the UFC, you get it, you get there. They always want you to check in on Tuesday. And uh, you know, as soon as you get to the hotel, the UFC staffs there, they bring you up to the offices. The UFC always has like offices there. And uh, you you go in there, check in with all of them. And then they, they send you to the equipment room. You get your, your Venom bag, you get all your gear, you get to try on all your, uh, your fight kit and everything, make sure everything fits good. Um, and then you go back and you sign all the posters usually on Tuesday. Um, you do all the poster signing and whatnot. They'll show you, you have like a little workout room in the, uh, in the hotel, which is always a fun place, you know, during COVID, uh, they would always give you like your own personal workout room, which was cool. But, uh, now like that COVID's over, they're going back to like the group workout room. So it's like a red corner room and a blue corner room, which I like better because, you know, you can always like see all the other fighters and kind of what they're doing and who's hurting and like,
0: you see Dante Mae's ball fall over throwing a high kick
1: yeah exactly and and again you know i'm a, i'm a fan like i'm i'm just like a fighter who's like low-key a fan so i like to watch everybody
0: yeah yeah that was like that was the best part about being at the gym was just standing there and watching everyone getting in their work doing all the little things they do that's the stuff you pick up
1: yeah yeah and that's even uh even fight week you do that you know like you're in the red corner workout room and uh just see like uh like Li zhang like walk in with her whole team and like kind of see her warm up and what she's doing and and just uh it's a it's a cool experience um and then uh wednesday usually you'll have you'll do all your media you know you'll either have uh like a photo shoot and then you'll have like a media day um and then you probably have a couple other interviews that and then you also meet with the commentators you know you have a talk with like With uh, Anik and like Cormier or Felder or Bisbing, they they always like ask you questions and stuff for the commentary. Rogan's never there, unfortunately.
0: Will he be? Do you think he'll be on the call for this card? He might be. It's a pretty big one.
1: He will be, but he doesn't. Rogan Rogan comes when he wants to come. He doesn't come like fight week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, speaking of commentary, did you hear uh, Paul Felder back in the USADA pool?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting, man. Like, uh, he's in a he's like fan favorite, amazing fighter, and and you you seen him like crushing these uh, triathlons, like just like running and swimming and biking, and like he almost looks like his weight is like lower than he was now than he when he was fighting. That's probably why he wants to fight. He's like my weight's so low, I don't have to worry about these crazy weight cuts. Um, but good for him, man. You know.
0: Yeah, he he watched that Korean zombie send off fight, and he wanted one for himself. So I'm happy he's gonna get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking they got to do like him and like another legend, like Jim Miller at UFC 300.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then, you know, Wednesday is always a, a good day do, doing the media, doing the photo shoots, um, and then you're also like squeezing your workouts in and mm-hmm. be uh, like I I usually. Workout Tuesday morning and before I get to the hotel. So Tuesday night, I'll take off. And then Wednesday, I'll do like a a MMA workout in the workout room in the morning. You know, do my photo shoot, do my media, do all that stuff. And then Wednesday night, I'll either like, you know, find like a spa and like go hang out. Like sweat, you know, like sit in the sauna, find somewhere with a cold plunge or do like a hot yoga session Wednesday night. Um, do something like active and then, uh, Thursday is, is the weight cut day. You know, like Thursday, uh, at 9. AM you stop drinking water. Uh, and once you stop, stop drinking water, it's like you got, you got one weight cut workout and I usually like, uh, I'll wake up Thursday at like, like 167, 168. And then I stop drinking water. And my body's just so prepped to dump. Um, I do one workout, you know, I'll jump rope for 10 minutes. I'll shadow box for five minutes. I'll maybe do two or three rounds of pads and do a little bit of MMA drilling. And then I get in the sauna blanket for like 40 minutes. And then I mummy for like maybe another half hour. And then
0: I'm like down 10 pounds and I'm like 158. (laughs) so grueling like the process does not end until like you literally weigh in yeah it does not end it's wild
1: yeah yeah and then uh like thursday when i'm like 158 after my workout i just like go back up to my hotel room and i lay in bed and i just like try to sleep but i like close my eyes and i just like roll over because my body's so bony and i can't get comfortable and like i'll put on I'll put on like a movie I'll watch like Rudy or Rocky Four or three hundred or something or watch South Park this uh anything to to let the time pass and then uh and then Friday morning, I wake up usually at like five a m and check my weight. I'm usually still one fifty eight because uh Thursday night, I usually eat like ice cubes like okay. I'll- like I'll, like, I'll, like, get up, like, just with cotton mouth and have to just chomp down some ice cubes uh, just that, to help me. And then uh, Thursday or a Friday morning, I wake up, like, 5 a.m., check the weight. I'm probably around 158. And then I just jump rope for 10 minutes and uh, go in the sauna blanket for 40 minutes. And then we're usually on weight.
0: Hell, yeah. So are you going to have to do a press conference this week since it's a pay-per-view?
1: That's one thing I'm waiting to see. I, I would I would think I I am. So I'm gonna have to adjust the, my my fight week schedule. Um you the UFC will email me and they'll send me like like a schedule for the week. So uh once they send me that schedule I can really start, you know, planning on on what how I wanna how I wanna do deal with this fight week, which uh which I'm excited because it's all just counting down the hours to weigh-ins and then after weigh-ins i make weight i get to i get to eat and drink and i'm so happy
0: yeah you can get off the ice cube and sleep diet as <laughs> brewski has uh named it in the chat
1: <laughs> yeah exactly man but and then another good thing about uh about fight week is uh you get the ufc nutritionists uh so i, I work with uh, charles who's one of the top guys there and, um, like I'm talking with them right now, telling them my weight, telling them how everything's going. Um, and they have all your meals for you. So like every morning, like I'll send my brother down to pick up my meals and they actually give you like a good amount of food. But, uh, the food they give you is like, there's absolutely, there's like no sodium, there's no carbs. It's just like a big fucking pile of eggs for breakfast. It's like some grilled chicken for, or some chicken salad for lunch. And then uh, like some, a a slab of salmon for dinner. Uh, But they get, they give you these like, like little like protein balls, like peanut butter protein balls, which are like heaven that fight week. Like I'll like portion them out. Like I eat them like so slow and it's like, I'll, I'll put it on my story when I'm eating those, those protein balls or the, or the pro or the protein pudding they give you. It's like, it's the best thing ever.
0: Yeah, Craig and chat says you get special drinks after you weigh in, right? Or is it before you weigh in?
1: No, after. So you don't you don't drink anything before you weigh in, like. Uh, but the, the, having the UFC nutritionists, uh, they set up your whole rehydration as well, because uh, the rehydration is like just as important as the dehydration. You know, you gotta dehydrate to make weight, but the way you rehydrate is is how you're gonna feel for the fight. Um, so it's like right after you step on the scale, or, or you even you go down for the weigh-ins at nine a.m. They'll have uh, usually like three or four shakes for you, and they're pretty big shakes. And um, they give you a whole like protocol on how to rehydrate. Uh, like they ha- all the shakes have like numbers one, two, three, four. So you, right off the scale, you get the number one shake, and then they want you to drink it in small sips in ten minutes. So you can't, like, chug it. Like, if, if you chug it, you'll just feel like shit and then, like, throw up. So, I feel like
0: that's what happens to guys when they cancel the fight after they make weight. That's what they did. They drank the shake too fast.
1: Yeah, they just fucked up their rehydration. Like, I remember before the UFC, uh, me and Billy Q would always, like, cut weight. And then, like, our go-to thing is we just go to Chipotle. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> and- yeah and, yeah it's good they got you guys nutritionists it's good they did that for you guys
1: yeah yeah and uh but i love chipotle and i'm a tank so i would just pound my chipotle and then billy q would like eat like a quarter of his chipotle and then like throw up in the trash can
0: <laughs> you, you guys are like literally like the bash brothers from mighty ducks you're like yeah let's just go get chipotle we made wait. <laughs> fuck it
1: Dude, I cannot wait to eat Chipotle, bro. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is so that's so funny. The, the 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 refs like uh backstage is like are you are you good? Are you all set? It's like my stomach hurts, man. I had Chipotle yesterday. Oh man.
1: Oh man, when like back in the day, uh like I there I used to think like, all right, I'm gonna eat as much as I can. I'm gonna try to get as big as possible after a fight. And like I'd weigh in, I would just eat so much shit. And I would be even. I remember I, I would be in the hotel, and like I woke up at like two in the morning in in the hotel, and I'm just like, ah, oh, like I can eat more. I can I can eat. And then and then like I order room service, and I ordered like the most random like room service. I had like a bowl of pasta, like a a turkey like bacon club, and like I ordered like cereal. I had like like. Like Lucky Charms and like Cocoa Crisp cereal, just like pizza, french fries. And I'm just, it's like two in the morning and I'm taking a little bite of like my cereal and then a bite of like pizza, just trying to get, like, I'm gonna be huge in the cage tomorrow. (laughs) And then this is diabolical. And then come fight time, like for that fight. I remember I was like burping on the way out to the, the cage. Like I, I literally was like nonstop shitting backstage. I must have taken like like ten like diarrhea shits backstage and I'm like burping up, like throwing up like in my mouth, like walking out to the cage. I mean I still I still won, but um,
0: so you can't you can't do that though because you'll take like a front kick to the stomach and just like shit yourself right in the cage oh i,
1: I definitely would have but uh th- those those are the lessons that you learn, like early in your career and uh you know i'm, I'm a vet now so I, I do everything by the books
0: yeah again yeah. when you describe that process and we look at a card today where we lose two fights because they didn't make weight you really just got to wonder, like, what are these people doing where they don't make weight when it, the process is so streamlined for them? They've got to be not on schedule when it gets to the card time, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, there must have been something up uh, or, you know, they, they rack discipline.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So should we get a card in for the uh, – should we get a pick them in before we head out the door here? One small pick'em. Can't hurt the people. Let's it can't it. hurt.
1: Nice underdog fantasy pick, baby. Let's go.
0: Yes, sir. What do we what are we thinking this week? Who do we like this week?
1: You gotta go Almeida Submission, right?
0: Yeah, I think we gotta go Almeida Submission.
1: Or at least takedown.
0: Oh, they don't have his takedowns, which stinks. If it's significant strikes. Well, I'm not playing with that. I think we'll go with submission. Yeah. I think we'll go with submission. Hmm. What do we think Cal Barajo submission? That's a spicy boy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's high-level jiu-jitsu, right?
0: Yeah, very high-level jiu-jitsu. Or takedown, higher two takedown. I like that, too. Let's do the takedown. We'll do higher two takedowns. All right, let's find one more thing to put with this. One more thing. Hmm. Oh, we got Renat. Renat Fakh- Fakhrin Dinov. Would we like him to get a knockout?
1: That's how, yeah, he, uh, he knocked out Kevin Lee, right?
0: I believe so. Did he choke him out? He might have choked him out.
1: He, yeah, he dropped him and then
0: choked him. Yeah, yeah, he dropped him and then choked him, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, guillotine choke. Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember that because he like, yeah, he clipped him and then choked him. A Little club and sub.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do we like here? Do we like his fa- fantasy points? Seventy-one point fifty-five.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: All right, boom. That's gonna be, that's gonna be our three-way here. We're gonna put ten dollars on it. tin to get a sub. Cao Barajo to get three takedowns, two for a push. And Renat Fakradinov to get 72 fantasy points, which he's going to do that. I feel like if that fight goes the distance or if he gets an early finish. I like it. All right. Hell yeah. We're going to do 10, 10 to win 60 on this. Why not?
1: That's a good bet. That 10 to win 60?
0: 10 to win 60? I like these. I like those odds. Get some finishes on the card. Hell yeah. All right, chat. That's gonna do it for us this week. Next week, I don't think we're gonna have a show because Matt's gonna be uh, big fighting mode. I don't think I'll be doing a solo show. So we'll
1: see. I'm gonna be talking with my my brother. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a little little
0: segment from the hotel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me know. I will. All right. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for us. Chat. We will see you all. Maybe next week, maybe two weeks later, we'll let you know. Take it easy from me and the Steam Rola. Enjoy your weekends. Enjoy your weeks. Take it easy. Later. With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.